Welcome to the View Tourism Podcast, and I'm Kodri Benton Williams. The View Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders in the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is an exclusive with Malawi's new Minister of Tourism, Vera Kamtukule. The former Labour Minister reveals her vision for Malawi's tourism sector and its role in the economic transformation of the country. So, Minister, uh, how does it feel to be you know, transferred to the tourism uh, ministry? No, I think it, um, government is government. It, yeah. feels, it feels great and it's a great honour that I could be retained in the cabinet of His Excellency the President, Dr. Lazarus Chabuera. So I don't take it for granted, but also I think uh, the realization of what tourism means to the country. So I'll tell you that um, what we have done as a nation is to uh, position tourism and mining as uh, the basis for our trust, uh, structural transformation. So what that means is that it, while it puts a little bit pressure on the, on the ministry itself, but also it gives us a challenge to see how best we can do it as far as our socioeconomic transformation is concerned. So we have what we call the Malawi Vision 2063, which I'm sure you are already aware of, yeah. uh, which is uh, the vision uh, for our country for the next 40 years. So for the first time in history, we sat down as a nation to say, where do you want to go? Where do you want our country to be in the next 40 years? So we created and developed that kind of uh, uh, vision. So what, what, what it does is that we even change the law to say no political government is going to come in without telling Malawians how they're going to achieve their objectives as enshrined in that vision. And then we have an MIP-1, which is the Malawi Implementation 1, which is the 10-year uh, the implementation plan for the Malawi Vision 2063. So under that, we have a lot of policies and, uh, and, uh, and uh, the regulations and procedures. But I think uh, connected to the tourism sector is the uh, investment master plan that was launched by His Excellency the President in April last year. So that's the blueprint as far as uh, the tourism is concerned, the, the plans that we have. So we have what we call the low-hanging fruits and also the high-hanging fruits that we want to achieve for the next 10 years or so within the lifespan of the master plan. So if you ask me regarding my, my, my vision for the ministry, there, there, there are a few things that I want to do. So we have what we call the, the tourism as far as the external tourism is concerned, where we have people coming into the country, but also uh, we have the, the, the local tourism. So we have 19 million Malawians. So if you talk about the lake being the fresh, one of the freshest, um, the, the fresh water, lake, uh, water bodies in the world, um, and then we have the mountains, all the natural endowments that we have, but we have uh, the large uh, part of the population, we're talking about close to 10 million that have never seen the lake, you know, in their lives. I, I consider that as, a, as obscene. Because the people that don't have the money, they are in the larger majority. So if you can talk about the volumes, then you can boost uh, the local tourism. Because we had a point, I mean, you, you are aware that we are coming from the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, where we had a lot of challenges in the, in the tourism, se tourism sector. And I'm coming from the labor perspective, where a lot of uh, issues came up in the ministry, say people losing their jobs, people not getting money, people being paid 20%, 25% or losing their jobs outrightly. And so now they are building back as, as, as a sector and we have placed it as a, as a basis for our structural transformation. So as you can see, it, it, the role of, of, of tourism in Malawi cannot be overemphasized. So for me, I'm saying in the absence of people coming into Malawi, we say then we fold our, our, our chairs and, and sit because people are not coming from Germany or from America to come and see our country. No, we don't do that. We ensure that Malawians are seeing Malawi, Malawi right, domestic for tourism. the domestic tourism. Okay. But also I, I feel... It becomes a little bit challenging for us to sell our country when you haven't experienced it yourself. 
I believe that everybody is a, is a tourism officer, you know, from, from, from the president to the lowest uh, person possible, not the, not, not the lowest in terms of uh, hierarchy or whatever, but I'm just saying as Malawians, all of us, 19 million Malawians or 20 million Malawians, each one of us has to be a tourism officer. And for me to get there, you need to expose the country to its own people. You don't do that, then you would have failed as a minister of, of tourism. So we... I get to hear about other places in my own country from somebody that is coming from Scotland and I'm like, no, come on, how would you know about this when I don't? And I'm thinking if I don't, then there should be a lot of millions of Malawians that don't know also. So that's one of my first issues to say, we need to expose Malawians to, to, to Malawians. And also then the external tourism where we have people coming into our country, but then they're coming to see what? Zambia has beaches, Zimbabwe has beaches, they have national parks and all of that. So what is that thing that stands us, that makes us stand, stand out among everybody else that has all of these things? What is that? And I've just discovered that it's our people. The culture, the stories behind our people can never be compared to anything else. And I'll tell you, I can guarantee you, if we have anybody from Germany, America, in any part of Europe that come to Malawi, their lives are never the same. Why? Because our resilience as a people is well documented. Malawi is touted as the world's biggest kept secret. But I, I feel like it cannot be a secret forever. We are sitting on gold. Let's unveil the secret. So that's one of my challenges as well now to say, how do we unveil the world's best kept secret to the world? To Malawians first, but also to the entire world. How do we do that? So when Malawians, when people come from outside the country, we need to, we are not called the warm heart of Africa for nothing. There's a reason why people call us the warm heart of Africa. And you can see, you can feel it even in the most remotest place even within their covert people are able to show you their, their, their warmth within their hearts that's what I want to sell uh, to the world and that's what Malawi that's what separates Malawi from any other country of destination okay now finally I'd like to ask you about air access okay uh, presently what was accessibility regarding uh, Malawi to its key source market. Yeah, that's that's one of our challenges, I will admit, uh, in terms of accessibility. So I wanted to say this to say, uh, when, when people, I'll, I'll answer that, the, the, the accessibility in, in this way. It's not about just saying, oh, okay, come and see our stories and whatever. People need to access these places. And when they do access these places, people need to feel safe. And Malawi is one of the safest places in, in, the, in the world. And then there's issues of connectivity. You know, they need to be connected to their families back home, within the country and whatever. And above everything else will be the service that they're going to receive uh, in these places when they go. And you, as you can see, even as I'm speaking, you see that some of these things are not going to be uh, done by us as a minister of tourism. We have to be coordinated with our stakeholders as well. Now, one of the challenges that we're facing, especially when talking about external tourism, is the issue of, uh, uh, of, of, of accessibility. Our airlines, we, we don't have, we have a limited number of airlines coming into Malawi and then limited number of direct flights. And we are working towards that. And I think also uh, uh, connected to that, what we have done, maybe you may not know, is that the president, um, uh, two weeks ago, he declared uh, the waiver of visas from, I think, about 15 countries. Yes. Most of them are, are, are in Europe. European countries. Yeah, in, in many Euro European yeah. countries. Because we want to ensure that when it should be a little bit easier for people to come to Malawi. But then we're working uh, very closely. Well, what you say, you also say that you, you can uh, as well do that for Africa, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we, we, don't, we don't charge uh, visas for, for, for African countries. No, you have to get it before you arrive. But this one is giving visa accessibility. It's your core source market, which kind of makes sense. Yes, but in the spirit does. of uh, 
uh, African Home ready. want. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> of course. Okay. I, think, I think we have to do that going beyond uh, that. We just had a conversation with our Zimbabwean counterparts and that's what we're saying. We say, all of us are, we are one. Mm. You know, at the end of the day. So what is happening? So, for example, when you're talking about accessibility, Zimbabwe has about 15, 14 airlines coming into in, into Malawi, which is like, and when you say that, I was like, oh, really? Come on. So I'm saying, if, if an airline is able to go to Zimbabwe, why can't it come to Malawi? I mean, but maybe you have a, a, a regulatory framework that really is not. I, I think for me, it's not about just the regulatory framework, it's about the incentive structure that has to be looked into. So, we are using sometimes, most of the times, we're using, um, I'm sorry to use this word, but maybe archaic regulations that, okay. there that need to be reviewed. But reviewed. it's about right. now coming into one place. So, Ministry of Transport, Ministry of Tourism, Ministry of uh, Communications these airport development companies coming together to say how do we look at this and say we need to provide an incentive structure because we if we don't sacrifice something there's no way we can make something out of it so it's about a give and take type of a situation so at the moment what we are doing as a ministry with our counterparts it's about looking at the holistic program as far as airline accessibility is concerned to ensure that even when we were negotiating on the waiver of the visas we had some internal resistance to say do you know the kind of uh, uh, revenue that we have to part with but we're saying come on somebody doesn't pay hundred dollars but they end up spending ten thousand dollars within the system Design. what i mean you know yeah. so it's the same thing when you talk about incentives there are some things that we are going to go have to do away with so that we gain something else a little bit more so we are looking into the whole accessibility structure so that uh, it should be a little bit easier for people to come to our country okay Minister, thank you so much thank you